Many will be purified, cleansed, and refined by these trials. But the wicked will continue in their wickedness, and none of them will understand. Only those who are wise will know what it means. And that's you. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Every movie closes with the words, The End, and so will planet Earth. The end is coming, and then with it, a whole new beginning. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thanks so much for joining us. Today, we're continuing the series, Courageous Living in Trying Times. Well, it's hard to believe, but we've come to the closing chapter of the book of Daniel, and it is filled with some amazing things regarding the future we're going to look at today. As I've said all throughout this study, only God knows the end of something before the beginning even begins. And in this closing chapter, God gives us some very good news about a glorious resurrection to come and other incredible events. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share the final message from this great book entitled, The Righteous Shall Shine. Every person who has ever lived is going to be resurrected. Look at this. This is a promise that there's going to be a resurrection, but not just of the saints, but of the wicked. See, when you die, if you're wicked, you don't stay down. You're going to be resurrected as well. And you're going to be brought into the presence of God. You are not ever going to die. Because that's what Daniel's telling us. This takes place at the return of Christ, this resurrection, rising up. And it's exactly what John the Revelator predicts as well. i got to read the Revelation again. Look what he says. Chapter 1, verse 7 of Revelation. Behold, he is coming with clouds. Every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. Did you catch that? How can those who pierced him see him when he returns? Because everybody that's ever lived is going to be resurrected on that day. And they're coming up. And those who pierced him are going to face God. Look what it says. All the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Why? Because they're going to go, oh, my Lord, it was true. I didn't know it was true. It was true. He's here. And they'll mourn. All the ethnos, all the ethnicities of the earth. That's the Greek there. Will mourn. And then in Revelation 20, I think the most sombering set of passages in the whole Bible. But i got to read it because it's talking about the same thing Daniel did. Chapter 20, Revelation, starting at verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. The earth and the heavens fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. Daniel talked about a book, and here's John talking about books. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Now, I think there's two books. It's plural. He says, I saw books. Here's what they are. One of the books is a record of everything the wicked did 
and will answer for. The second book contains the names of those who are in the book of life. One is the book of recorded sins. The other one is the book where there is no sin recorded. Because your name is in the book of life because the blood has washed your sins away. Right. And so that's why it's plural books. Look what it says, verse 13. The sea gave up the dead that were in it. How many people have died in the ocean? How many people have gone down in the ocean? Look how it says the sea give up, give over the dead that are in it. And death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. Death and Hades are the waiting room where those who are not saved go. It's not purgatory. Purgatory is a Catholic creation. There's no purgatory. But there is death in Hades. Hades is where the wicked man was in Jesus' parable. When the wicked man looked up and saw Abraham and saw his former servant Lazarus in his lap, and this wicked man said, Lord, let me go warn my brothers about this place. And he said, if they didn't believe when somebody got up from the dead, they won't believe you either. And Jesus was saying, if they don't believe my resurrection, they won't believe you either. But this person in hell, he was thirsty. He was conscious. He had memory of his family. He had concern for those who hadn't died yet. He had pain. And where was he? He wasn't in the lake of fire, because we're going to see that in a minute. Nothing is in the lake of fire right now. Nothing. It awaits the last judgment. But right now, where are all the people who have rejected God and died? They're in Hades. And they are awaiting. That's where this man was in Jesus' parable, and that's where all of the dead are who didn't know Jesus. That's free. That wasn't in my notes. I'm just giving that to you. But I want you to understand it. The sea gave up the dead that were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what they had done. See, they had to answer for their acts because their acts weren't covered by the blood. Verse 14, then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. And the lake of fire is the second death. You die once physically. You die again when you get sent into the lake of fire. Verse 15, scariest verse in the Bible, I think. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Now, that's not metaphorical. That's not allegorical. That's a lake of fire that the lost are thrown into. You say, Jeff, do you agree with that? Do you believe that? I believe it because Jesus taught it more than anybody else in the Bible. Can I wrap my mind around it? Not if I sat and thought for 100 years. Can I wrap my mind around that? But that's what it says. It couldn't be more clear. And there's no getting out. Can't wrap my mind around that either. Here's the main thing. Has the blood covered your sin? Have you come to Christ who died for your sins and rose from the dead so that you could be saved? Have you done that? Your own good works won't get you there. Your pedigree won't get you there. Your education won't get you there. Your charisma or looks or money, none of that will get you there. You have to have your sin washed away. And there's only one thing that washes it away, and that's the blood of the Lamb. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. 
The greatest day of Jeff Wickwire's life is when I was in juvenile home and I said, Jesus, come into my heart. And at that moment, my name was put into the book of life. And believe you me, before then, it was in another book. How about you? Now remember, Daniel talked about being rescued if you're in the book. And John reiterates it, speaking of the necessity of being in the book of life. Now next, Daniel brings a wonderful promise. Look at verse 3. Those who are wise will shine as bright as the sky, and those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever. Well, who are the wise? Those who are wise unto salvation through faith in Christ. If you have come to Jesus, you're wise and that are truly godly and righteous through His blood will shine as the brightness of the firmament. If you really want a reward, take as many people with you as you can find. Get out there and win souls. Amen? We've had somewhere around 50 people in the last four weeks give their hearts to Christ. I mean, give their hearts to Christ in church. Well, you know what? Every church ought to be having babies. And we're having bunches of them. Now, he says they'll be clothed with glory and immortality, with glorified bodies, just like Christ's glorious body. And speaking of his return, when all things will be judged and set right, Jesus predicted the same thing. Listen to what he said in Matthew 13. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace. There's Jesus talking about hell where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 43, then the righteous will do what? Read it with me. Shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. That's exactly what Daniel said, shining like the sun. Now next, the angel Gabriel is winding up his message to Daniel that began in verse 1 of chapter 11, and he's continued to chapter 12, verse 4. So this is a long message Gabriel brought to Daniel. Verse 4. But you, Daniel, keep this prophecy a secret. Seal up the book till the time when many will rush here and there and knowledge will increase. At the time of the end, many will rush here and there and knowledge will increase. Now, first, Daniel is told that the book in which this revelation is written must be placed in a safe and sure place. For the need for it, catch this, church, the need for it will be felt in the time of the end. That is, in the time when the fulfillment makes the meaning of the prophecy clear and unambiguous. And how many of you can say, we're in the time of the end? Yes. Now, secondly, he speaks of many running to and fro or rushing here and there. What does he mean by that? Well, some believe that this is a prediction of modern transportation. I've heard that taught so many times. Planes, trains, automobiles. Wasn't that a movie? Yeah. Planes, trains, automobiles, modern transportation. And that increase of travel is the point of that prophecy. But I just don't think that washes. Let me tell you why. I believe it's actually talking about an increase in running here and there to gain understanding of this book and its implications for the end times. When Daniel wrote this prophecy, few cared about it. Yeah, you know, that doesn't make any sense to me. Can you imagine reading this in his day? It would have made no sense. But look now at our day. 
Look at the hunger on the part of people to understand end-time prophecy. When I teach the Revelation, this room is packed. All over the world, people want to know what is going on with Bible prophecy. So I believe rushing here and there is going to be an expression of a great hunger and desire to understand the prophecies that are in this book. And that's how the last part of verse 4 comes to pass, where he says, knowledge will increase. Knowledge of what? Knowledge of what's in this book. Knowledge of Bible prophecy. Jesus says, seek and you'll find, knock and it will be opened unto you, ask and it shall be given. So this, I believe, is the meaning of verse 4. If you knock and if you seek, you will find and it will be opened. Now, the utterances of Gabriel to Daniel are finished with verse 4. Now, are you ready for another vision, folks? Everybody say, I'm ready for another vision. Because he's about to have another one. I don't know how his head didn't pop. Right? Because now here's a new vision that will confirm and explain what Gabriel has told him, and it's going to finish out chapter 12. Daniel now sees two new supernatural beings on the other side of the river. Look at verse 5. Then I, Daniel, looked and saw two others standing on opposite banks of the river. Verse 6, one of them asked the man dressed in linen who was now standing where? Above the river. Who's that sound like? Jesus. Now, here's one angel asking another supernatural being, how long will it be till these shocking events are over? And the being standing on the banks is an angel. The being standing above the river, I believe, no doubt, is the Lord Jesus. It's a Christophany. Everybody say Christophany with me. A Christophany is when Jesus appeared in his pre-incarnate form in the Old Testament. He did it many times. What did they say about the rock that followed them in the wilderness was who? Christ. He appeared many times in the Old Testament in his pre-incarnate form. I believe this is one of them because Jesus walked on the water and this being that one angel is asking for all the answers from this other being is standing above the water. I believe it's Jesus. The angel on the bank wants to know, when are all these things that Gabriel has talked about going to take place? Now, verse 7, the man dressed in linen, who was Jesus, who was standing above the river, raised both his hands toward heaven and took a solemn oath by the one who lives forever, saying, it will go on. Now, the it is the time of Jacob's trouble. It will go on for a time, times, and half a time. When the shattering of the holy people has finally come to an end, all these things will have happened. Let me point out a couple of things. In Bible days, when a person was going to swear about something, you know, on my mother's grave or something like this, they lift up their right hand to add solemnity to what they were doing. But for both hands to be raised was like double solemnity. That's why Jesus always said, truly, truly, I say to you. Not just, hey, I'm telling you the truth, man. No, he said double truly, truly, truly. Two hands, truly, truly. Okay? So this is a major utterance now. Now, he says a times, time, and half a time. That's clearly the three and a half years of the second half of the Great Tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble. And the holy people during that time are going to be persecuted and shattered and saved in masses. It's the day of trouble when Antichrist will break his seven-year peace treaty. 
enter the temple, proclaim himself God, and turn to persecute the Jews. Now, Daniel next wants more clarity. How many of you can say, you know, I understand some things, but I wish I understood it better? Come on. Don't you? I mean, that's me. I thirst for understanding and knowledge. I do. I always have. Now, I understand some things, but there are some things I wish I understood better. That's what Daniel's experiencing. Okay, I get it, but reiterate, clarify, take me deeper. I did not understand what you meant. How will all this finally end, my Lord? But I want you to look at the Lord's response to him in verse 9. Go now, Daniel, for what I have said is kept secret and sealed until the time of the end. Folks, there comes a time when Jesus says, hey, chill, relax. You don't have to know everything. Rest. Enjoy life. Don't worry. Be happy. He's saying, Daniel, you've had enough revelation for one day. Look what he says in verse 10. Many will be purified, cleansed, and refined by these trials. But the wicked will continue in their wickedness, and none of them will understand. Only those who are wise will know what it means. And that's you. Right now, tonight. You don't know how blessed you are. You don't know how blessed you are. Angels have wanted to understand the things that we're going over tonight. This is not milk. This is meat. Now I want you to notice, Daniel is told that the prophecies he has been given are going to be understood better in the end times. And he's also told that in the end times, a distinct polarization is going to take place between the righteous and the wicked. Let me ask you, have you seen such a polarization going on now? Have you ever seen America more polarized than right now? And really the rest of the world? Daniel is being told, Daniel, in the end times, the righteous will grow more righteous. And the wicked are going to grow more wicked. You're going to see a great polarization taking place. If you love God, you're going to love Him more and more and more and more. If you're wicked, you're going to get more and more wicked and mean and nasty and vile and blasphemous. And there's going to be this polarization. Clear differences. It reminded me, it really did, of Charles Dickens' opening lines in his tale of two cities. Let me read this to you, and this is amazing. I think the guy didn't know he was prophesying. But if this doesn't describe the end times, I don't know what does. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epic of belief, and it was the epic of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. We had everything before us and we had nothing before us. We were all going direct to heaven. We were all going direct the other way. That's what Daniel's being told is going to happen. This so describes the way the end times is going to look. Isn't that what Paul said? In the last days, many will depart from the faith or some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. There's going to be a polarization. I don't know. Let me just talk to you bluntly. Are you shocked at the coarseness of the language of Americans now? How often vile curse words are used? in front of children, on TV. I'm talking about the bad ones. But if you're a child of light, 
you see these things, you hear these things, you're like Lot. And your soul is vexed daily by the filthy conversation of the wicked. And you feel yourself vexed and troubled because it so grinds against the Jesus in you. You know, the Holy Spirit's called the Holy Spirit because He's a holy spirit. The righteous will respond to trials and persecutions with increased purity and maturity, while the wicked will only grow more wicked to finally become totally devoid of spiritual understanding. They just won't get it. Now we're going to close with one more set of numbers. I'm going to make it easy. From the time the daily sacrifices stopped, let me stop here and say, when is that? Halfway through the tribulation. When the abomination of desolation takes place, Antichrist will stop the daily sacrifice he has allowed the Jews to involve themselves in. And the sacrilegious object that causes desecration, that's the abomination of desolation, is set up to be worshipped. That's when he goes into the Holy of Holies. There will be 1,290 days from that moment. And blessed are those who wait and remain until the end of 1,335 days. Now here's what this verse indicates, that the Jews in the modern nation of Israel will restore the twice-daily sacrifice for a short time. And the armies of the beast of Revelation 17, Antichrist, upon entering Jerusalem, will ban that ritual. Should this be the case, there will be 1,290 days, a little over three and a half years, and then the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Messiah Jesus, Hamashiach Yeshua, returns. And everybody sees him. Finally, Daniel's given a final instruction. Okay, Daniel, go your way until the end. You will rest, and then at the end of the days, you'll rise again. Oh, gosh. Catch that. I want you all to read that with me. Go your way until the end. Let's say it. Go your way until the end. That's good wisdom for us all. Keep walking with God to the end. You will rest, and then at the end of the days, read it with me, you will rise again. And Daniel's going to be right there with us when we go up. Hey, Daniel, we studied your book. <laughs> to receive what? The inheritance set aside for you. And that is the end of Daniel. Well, that's it for this time. I hope that Daniel's final words in the closing chapter have encouraged you to stay close to the Lord and wait with expectancy for a new day coming in God's great plan. Now stay tuned because we've got some exciting things to share with you, our Life Talk listeners that I believe are going to be a blessing to you. And be sure to join me for our next Life Talk broadcast as we begin a new series entitled Israel, God's Timepiece. Until then, may God's rich blessings be yours. Now you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home, your car, or wherever you may be to lead you on the exciting journey of building up your Christian walk in faith, hope, and love. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. You will begin to understand just how much our Heavenly Father loves you and the whole world. 
So call now, toll-free, 877-884-3111. Or just log on anytime, day or night, to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again. Or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. The Righteous Shall Shine is the final message of Pastor Jeff's series, Courageous Living. You can own a copy of this 13 CD set for just $65 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Courageous Living, for only $65 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast. Music.